Well, hello, hello, Atlanta sports fans, and how the heck are you at 6.30 on this wonderful, wonderful Sunday night, 2024, I believe it's, I don't know, what day is it? Is it January 20, 28th? January 28th, 2024, this 56th edition of Believe in Atlanta Sports, and yes, you're, you're reading uh, the title correctly if you're here and you're tuned in. We are asking the question tonight, can the Hawks ever be serious contenders for an NBA title. And we're talking year in and year out. But before we get there, let's just go ahead and talk about what's going on in the world. Uh, we have an AFC champion. The Kansas City Chiefs, powered by Travis and Taylor, are on their way back to the Super Bowl. Who are they going to be playing? I think they're going to be playing the 49ers. I hope they're going to be playing the 49ers. Uh, let's, let's make those stinky Lions wait a little bit longer to get to a Super Bowl. But but seriously, if the Lions do go, God bless, congratulations to that fan base. Lord knows they've waited a very, very long time to get to that uh, spot. So if they do, good luck. But I'd like to see a Chiefs-Niners Super Bowl. Don't ask me why. But uh, in other news as well, in other news as well, Arthur Smith, our former head coach, is interviewing for the offensive coordinator position with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That just came out. We also, as we uh, speculated the other night, have landed our offensive coordinator. We did, in fact, get Zach Robinson from the Los Angeles Rams. He follows Raheem Morris over to Atlanta. It's just getting better and better, folks. Zach Robinson, is uh, he was sought after. And a lot of coaches uh, speak highly of him just as they speak highly of Raheem. So I'm, I'm more interested in that uh, D.C. position. Who's going to fill that role with Nielsen going down to the Jaguars? That's going to be a fun one to watch. But stay tuned and 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 wait. Oh, you can almost hear it. You can almost hear it. Leather's almost popping in Orlando. This past weekend was fan weekend down at the stadium. A little rainy, but if you got out, boy, what a weekend it was. There were photo ops. Uh, they had an interview with uh, Anthopolis on site with 680, the fan. It was carry as many bobbleheads as you can for free out of the stadium. So much stuff going on. Some of the guys were bartending. They had a uh, fashion show. Albies, I think, even came out wearing some of Andrew Jones's uh, gear. And our next episode is going to be based off of the Hall of Fame. Because a lot of guys came out recently in defense of Andrew Jones and said, hey, you know, what are we doing here? Why is he not in the Hall of Fame? He's the greatest defensive center fielder ever. Well, before we get there, and I'm not saying Andrew doesn't deserve to be in. I'm just saying, can we worry about getting Dale Murphy in? We're going to go more into that. Because if Andrew gets in, you got to somehow get Dale Murphy in. I, I don't know. I, I think he's out of normal chances. And he may even be out of, uh, and I'm not sure, I can't off the top of my head remember what they call it. But there's like another uh, committee or another way to, to get in. But you only have so many chances with that one too as well. So I don't even know if Dale, if it's even possible, I'll, I'll look into that, but we're going to talk about it because Joe Maurer got in and I'm sorry, I'm going to go ahead and say now Joe Maurer probably had the better career. I mean, I'm sorry, Dale probably had the better career than Joe Maurer. I'm almost positive of that fact, but I digress. Let's get down to business because tonight we're talking Hawks basketball. And the first thing we got to get into is dear Lord, Luka Doncic. He lights us up for over 70 points. I think it was the third most all time. I know, uh, I think, was it Wilt? 
I think Wilt had 76 and 100. Kobe had 81. There's been some 60s in there, but I th- uh, Luca takes his place third on the list. And, and the question on everybody's mind, maybe right now, and if it isn't right now, you probably asked it after that game was over, did the Hawks make a mistake? Should they have taken Luca? Should they have kept that pick instead of trading and getting Trey Young? Well, you know, we'll never know because it happened. I, I like Trey. I'm glad Ice Trey is here. I sometimes wish, and I'm not saying he's like this all the time, but I sometimes wish he'd be a bit more of a vocal leader. Uh, I know they call him Ice Trey for a reason. He's very cool, very calm, very collected. So, you know, is he vocal in the locker room? Uh, in the games I've watched and, and seen in person and on TV, sometimes he just doesn't look like he's there. Maybe I, I not, and again, that could just be me. I just I'm used to seeing you know leaders of teams being much more vocal, much more involved. And I'm not saying there's not nights where Trey doesn't get fired up, but uh, he he stepped it up on defense. Definitely, he's definitely stepped it up on defense. He takes that charge late in the uh, Spurs game not too long ago that was big for us. Uh, and save that game, actually, for the Hawks. They won that game. But, so, and again, in, in that game against the Mavs, they, they you know, the Hawks, they tried they tried to focus on switching, but the Mavs got creative. And, uh, you know, and to combat that, they put Trey's man into some uh, screening actions. There were some double drags and some, um, not, what have I got here? There were some double drags and some pick and rolls that really forced Trey to guard his man couldn't break away from him in the fourth quarter. They start double teaming, which was, you know, a little too little too late. And, uh, you know, the thing that got me after the game was the player's reaction. Now, of course, anytime one of your peers, I suppose, does well, of course, you're going to congratulate him or maybe even be happy for him. But I, I was I was stunned at the the amount of smiles and laughing and handshaking going on from Hawks players. Now I'm an old school guy. I grew up watching old school nineties basketball and Michael Jordan wouldn't have been out there. He and Larry bird, they probably would have given the obligatory kind of a, you know, Hey, handshake, you know, quick hug or whatever, but they wouldn't have stayed out there. They wouldn't have had that. They wouldn't have stood for that. They would have been telling him like, you know, and, and the rest of the teammates, let's get off the court. They would have been livid to allow that many points to one player in a game. And the Hawks should be embarrassed. They should be ashamed because the Hawks can score. There's no doubt about that. The Hawks can score. And in, in, in Quinn's offense, which they call it the half-second offense, which which really uh, means that a, a player's got about half a second to decide whether he wants to attack, make a shot, or move the ball. So the ball doesn't stay in a player's hands very long. Now, the one thing that I've noticed, and again, I I haven't seen a lot of Hawks games because I do work two jobs. And and for those of you that have been following me for a while, you know, I started my career over in IT. So I'm at the bottom of the pay scale there. So I got to go make some supplementary income, which is what I'm trying to do here. If you guys can help me out, give me all the downloads, all the likes, the subscribes, Go download the podcast. I can get this thing monetized, and I can give you more information, more believe in Atlanta sports, and more of me if that's what you want. I'm not really sure how many people in Atlanta are interested in watching me run my mouth for half an hour a few times a week, but we're going to find out. That's why we're here. But the one thing I've noticed, uh, you you would think that half-second offense would would kind of thrive and rely on on pace. You know, you think it would be very quick. 
But a, a lot of times in the games I've gone down to uh, State Farm, I keep wanting to call it Phillips, but it's State Farm Arena. The games I've gone down there and seen are, uh, you know, when they, they come up with a rebound or a turnover, they seem to kind of pull up and kind of pump the brakes and slow it down. I, I want to see them move down the court like those, you know, those uh, Magic Time teams, the Lakers. You know, they were fast. And they, and they haven't been the only ones, but, the, you know, they kind of set the tone for that kind of upbeat tempo. Trey, Trey bangs out the assist, brother, like Magic. I'm telling you, he bangs them out. So I, I kind of want to see them, you know, attack more that way. When they, you know, they come off a, you know, they crash the boards, get a rebound or get a turnover or, you know, get the ball back because it went out of bounds, whatever the case may be. When you get that ball back on the fly, let's, let's hustle down the court. Let's not give the other guys time to set up. And, and speaking of that, here's the thing we know about the Hawks. They can score, but they can't defend the damn ball. They, they need to work on their defense big time. They've really got to up their game because what I've got here now, the Hawks themselves, they can score because 120 plus they've scored 21 times this year. Five of those were losses. The rest of them were still kind of close. But listen to this. To that end, the Hawks have allowed 120-plus points in 29 games this year. That is not good. You got to step it up on that end of the on, on that end of the uh, court, guys. We we need more, more, more. And we got some big guys, man. We got some big guys that can plug up a lane. I just, I just not sure what's going on. I mean, I'm you know. A lot of people said when when Quinn came here that Trey Young would thrive in his offense and we would find out if the Hawks' inability to kind of take that next step up into the upper echelon of NBA teams was because the coaching staff was not utilizing the talent to the best of its ability and playing to these players' strengths, or was it more of Trey kind of because he gets a lot of touches and he touches the ball a lot and he hangs on to it a lot. Not so much now in Quinn Snyder. You know, he's getting rid of the ball. He's dishing it. But a lot of people have said that Trey could be part of the problem here in Atlanta. I don't know that for sure. He seems happy here. Seems like he wants to be here. I know there's coming up, uh, not involving Trey, but they're talking, uh, you know, DeJounte Murray. I don't really put a lot of stock in any kind of trade talk. They talked about trading John Collins, God, forever. Now it did finally go down. Pretty funny that the uh, you know the uh, Utah Jazz get John and and, and we get Quinn, but I, I don't want to uh, give up on Quinn yet. I mean, good lord, the guy what coached maybe half a season last year, if that. About at the halfway, no, no, we're not quite at the halfway point. Uh, I don't think, but we're getting close uh, to the end of the season. We're gonna have playoff basketball soon, and and that's the thing that I'm asking because the Hawks. A lot of people don't know this is when I say, can they be a legitimate NBA title contender is they make the playoffs a lot. They made the playoffs, I think 11 seasons in a row, but we just get bounced. We're not a serious threat. And the question I'm asking you Atlanta is what is that going to take? Because I don't have the answer. I don't know why Atlanta is not a destination for NBA players. And I'm not advocating that, you know, Trey gets on the phone and calls all the best players up. But, you know, do we not have the payroll? Is the city not appealing? Or the, is the ownership in the rest of the organization not selling it hard enough? But, you know, there's been a lot of great free agents. And you never really hear about these guys, these big-time free agents, 
entertaining Atlanta. You never hear about Atlanta courting them or, or, or them being even being in the city, you know. And I'm not saying these guys would be the answer to our problems, but I don't, you know, you never really heard about a James Harden or a Kevin Durant or any of those big guys when they kind of move around. And I wonder just what 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 is it about Atlanta? And I don't know enough about our owner and that and, and his involvement in the team. Tony Reisler or wrestler is the owner of the Hawks. I know his wife's name is Jamie Gertz. Uh, she was a Hollywood actress. I don't know if she still is, um, you know, or if she's even involved in Hollywood at all, but she's in one of my favorite all time movies, the lost boys. But, you know, we did hear a lot of, you know, scuttlebutt going on, uh, in the off season in, in that, you know, Tony was kind of playing bring your kid to work day and his 27-year-old son was having a hand in some of the basketball operations, which is why Schlink moved up the ladder and Landry Fields is the GM now. And I got to tell you, when Schlink came here from Golden State, I thought, you know, hey, we're making moves. We're getting somebody that was involved in the Golden State organization. And those guys have done a lot of winning lately. And, uh, you know, that doesn't seem to have translated into much. Now, I don't know what that move up the ladder meant for Schlink. Is he still, you know, got, got his hands in things? Is he still behind the scenes evaluating talent, talking to his coaching staff? I don't know. Some people say that it was, uh, you know, actually we can see now that it is the team because uh, we, we got rid of our uh, last coach, McMillan, um, but the thing about that is, you know, yes, they did have a great run with Nate that one season when Trey, uh, went up and, uh, shimmied the hell out of the Knicks and, and was shooting the daylights out of the ball. But one thing I like to tell people is you got to remember, we had to talk him into the job. He didn't want it. He wasn't sold on being the Hawks coach. We actually had to coerce him a little bit and kind of, you know, give, we had to, rub his shoulders and make him feel good. And he took the job, but I, I don't think his heart was ever truly in it. And there were, there were rumblings before the season started. And we talked about it on one of our past episodes that, you know, and, and none of this ever came out as fact. It was a lot of chatter because we all know uh, in the world of sports, it's hard to find really good engaging content to report on every day. So a lot of this stuff was maybe hearsay or, or you know, somebody just trying to get you to tune in. And that's one thing you're not going to get here is if I don't have anything, you know, of value to talk about, I'm just not going to do an episode. <laughs> um, I'm not going to bore you with details about my life. I want to talk about sports and what's going on. But so anyway, I digress. But the rumor was that Snyder was unhappy that, because maybe he had been brought here under some false pretenses. And that maybe he didn't quite get everything that he thought he was getting, or or there were some things that he asked for that he hasn't gotten, and I don't know. I would just love to know if I could, and and I looked, I didn't see much. No, I didn't look for long because I was prepping for this show. You know, I got my got my notepad here of, of things to talk about as far as the Hawks are concerned. But why does Tony own the Hawks? What what was the point of him buying the franchise? Um, I would like to know the answer to that question. Uh, I'm going to dig a little deeper on that because, you know, if you've got an owner, there have definitely been guys that owned sports franchises that just wanted to have them just to say they owned one. It's kind of a status symbol, you know, among rich guys. Like, oh, you, you got a franchise? Yeah, I got one. 
So I don't know. And I don't even know what Tony Ressler does. Uh, I don't know if I should. Does that make me a bad Hawks fan or a bad Atlanta sports fan? I don't know. I think I read uh, at one point he was some kind of media conglomerate or whatever. But again, why did he buy the Hawks? What is his connection to the Hawks? How devoted and dedicated is he to putting a championship product on the court? Because we've got talent. We've just never, and like I was saying earlier, you know, the Kevin Durant's, the James Harden's, the LeBron James, you know, all the, all those big names that, that shuffle around. Why has it never been a, a, a destination for them? And I'm not saying we haven't had great players. Trey Young's a superstar. He's an all-star. And we've had others over time, but never that really big kind of polarizing, captivating, big-time, you know, big media player. And I don't know, uh, this would be another question I would ask you, Atlanta fans, if you're listening and, and watching and you hear this, is Atlanta considered a small market for the NBA? Are we a small market team? I, I would gather, yes, we are. But I don't understand how even the Braves have been classified as a small market team. And it's just funny how these our Atlanta sport teams get classified as small markets when Atlanta is one of the biggest metropolises in the world. We've got, I think, arguably, I, I think the last time I looked, the busiest airport in the world. We're a hub for international business. There's tons of businesses here. Loads. Google has offices here. Amazon has offices here. You go downtown, you see the Microsoft building. Big things happen in Atlanta. Good Lord, we're the Hollywood of the East Coast now. Some would say even bigger than Hollywood. You can't throw a rock in this town without hitting a movie theater. A movie theater. I'm in a movie studio. So for me to have, have all that big business and to have Hollywood here and to kind of maybe have our own Hollywood here, we've got Tyler Perry here. He's a billionaire. You would think we could sell guys on that. Players that are coming in and saying, hey, you know, we've got other things you can put your money into. There's other opportunities for you here. Besides being an NBA player, would you like to, you know, guest star on some shows? What about life after basketball? We've got movie theater. God, I keep saying theaters. We've got movie studios, international business. I, I so it's just funny to me. I would love to hear. And I, uh, I heard my former co-host used to say side chicks and baby mamas, and I, and I hope that's really not true. I, I never really asked. Did he believe that, or or was you know was that really like a thing? among NBA players like is that why we don't get a lot of the big talent because they got their uh their other women down here and, and children I don't know I really don't know but you know that's the thing Atlanta's a great town and our other owners have you know well we really only have one other owner which is Arthur because the Braves are owned by Liberty Media which is an entity I know they have like a president that's kind of over the team and you can go on Robin Hood now and buy your own shares of the Braves. But that's the question I'm asking. What is it about Atlanta that we can't sell that top tier talent? And I know I shouldn't say this, but why not do what everybody else has done, which is assemble a team. Just get guys in here that want to win a championship. Just maybe the, and, and Hey, if that's not Trey's cup of tea, is, is kind of being a captain and a leader of this team. And, and he's clearly the, you know, the cornerstone of the franchise right now. They're build, they want to build around Trey Young, get him pieces that make him better. He can make other guys better, players that complement his playing style. So I just wonder, 
you know, has Trey done that? Has he reached out to to guys and said, "Hey, how about coming here to Atlanta to play with me and let's let's get a title?" I would prefer that to not happen. To be honest with you, I'd rather happen organically, just kind of through free agency in the draft. And that's another thing too is the Hawks are one of those, and, and there's the lottery and everything, but the Hawks are one of those teams that are always just good enough to not get the top tier draft pick, you know, to even be in that lottery. You know, Al Horford, that's a name that comes to mind of big stars, but where's Al now? He's in Boston. He left town. So I, I we got to, I think we just got to get another uh, marquee guy, another big name, a defensive talent. Cause that's what we need. You just heard me earlier. We, we need defense. Because we can shoot the daylights out of the ball. We can, we can, I mean, that guy, every time I turn on the news, you know, um, Trey's dropping 35 with 14 assists and seven rebounds, or Jalen Johnson or DeJounte Murray's dropping 38 and, and hitting game winning uh, buzzer beaters, you know, to, to send us home with a victory. So, what's the missing piece? That's what I'd like to know from you, Atlanta fans. You know, comment here. You can send us an email. We're at believe66 at yeah, believe66 at gmail.com. I want to check that again real quick because that does not sound right at all, guys. I do not think that is my email address. And it's believeatl66 at gmail.com. I'm such an idiot. Believeatl66 at gmail.com. Reach out with an answer. Reach out with a question. Let me know what you'd like to hear from this here little podcast, uh, live stream, YouTube show. Um, I, you know, because this show's for you. I do this for myself and, and for you, Atlanta sports fans. And, and the one reason I do it is because I believe we deserve a little better uh, as far as Atlanta sports go. I, I, I'm not a big fan of Atlanta sports radio. Everyone knows that. The mainstream just doesn't do it for me. I turned it off years ago. It got old, boring, and stale. And, hey, the best is yet to come from us. So that's why you tune in here because we're gonna you're, you're going to see this show grow. We're gonna, I'm still working on the intro music and some graphics and uh, overlays and all the fun things. but. You know, that's that's kind of all I've got for the Hawks right now, you know, is is they gotta they gotta get stronger on defense. Cause like I said, 29 games, our opponents have scored 120 points or more. That's not good. You, you gotta and you and we've never the Hawks have been held under hundred points twice, but we have not held a single opponent under hundred points all season long. Hasn't happened yet. So you know, uh, it's defense, it's chemistry, it's ownership, it's it's everything. And I, you know, I've been watching the Hawks. I've been watching the Hawks so long, and I think I said this on a prior podcast. If I did, I apologize. But I remember going to see the Hawks, and you bought the cheap seats, and you sat up high, and an usher would come by and give you tickets to move down so they could fill it up for TV. I've always been a Hawks fan, and Hawks Hawks games are great. They're an absolute blast. They're a fun time. And down in the corner uh, in the fan section, I can't remember uh, what section it is, but I just sat there recently for Harry Potter night, which was not Harry Potter night at all. There was one clip and we got a scarf. But uh, anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, I thought there was just going to be a lot more to Harry Potter night than a scarf and and one clip of the players up on the big screen. But uh, it's always a fun time. The one thing I have a problem with is watching basketball on TV these days. Um, it is not the same sport. I know that. You know that. They don't call ca- uh, carrying anymore. They don't call traveling anymore. 
They don't call walking anymore. I say the Falcons got to get better on or the Falcons. Good Lord, man. I'm having a night. Um, the, the Hawks, I say they need to get better and tougher on defense, but it's hard to play tough defense in the NBA these days. Cause if you sneeze on a guy, you get a, you know, you get a foul thrown your way. And like I said, I grew up watching hard nosed Joe Dumars, Bill Lambeer, Dennis Rodman, Rambus out in LA. I mean, those guys were bruisers, boy. And and man, those LA uh Celtic finals, they kicked each other's ass, man. I mean, those guys swung punches. You know, they were bowing each other, just playing tough. And and that's one thing I'll say. Today's NBA player, they're soft. And I would like, I don't know if we'll ever see a return back to that brand of basketball. I I, I wish we would. But I'm also a proponent of making the court bigger. Because you watch a game on TV, and, and maybe you've never been to a live NBA game. But that court is not as big as you would think. It, it looks a lot bigger on TV. I have said make the court wider and longer and raise the rim to maybe 11, maybe 12 feet. But, you know, other than that, I think the referee's got to start calling more penalties. And when I say penalties, I meant like like I'm talking about. You know, you can't have a guy scoop the ball underneath and take three steps. I mean, I, we literally see it happen all the time. There's a guy on YouTube that does shorts making fun of all this. I think he's on Facebook, too. I don't know his name. I wish I did. I'd tell you so you could go find him. But it's it's laughable sometimes uh, what the NBA has become and how soft it's gotten and and how they don't call a lot of these. These are important rules to the game. It definitely changes how how the game is played and in, in, in the outcomes of games when these penalties aren't being called. That's that's all I'm gonna say about that. I just this is not the NBA that I grew up with. And I, I'm not saying because look, there's Kevin Garnett, there's Kobe Bryant, there you know, there's been guys that left high school and came straight to the NBA and did well. But to me, I think there's something to be said about a sport that children can play at a professional level. Now, children are bigger, faster, stronger than they've ever been. We know that. And, and the training that's available to children these days is is just stupid. Uh, it, it's almost uh, borderline uh, ridiculous. Um, there, I don't know if you guys remember uh, uh, Marv Marinovich, but he was a strength coach uh, football player, and his son Todd was a quarterback machine, and Marv raised him to be so. It seems like there's more Marv Marinoviches in the world these days, and these parents have this idea in mind that they're going to mold and shape their child into a professional athlete so they can get free education and potentially millions of I don't know how that's working with basketball in college. Uh, do college players get NIL? Like, uh, was, it, was NIL when they passed it? Was it just for football? Like, or is it all across the board, all college sports? I don't know. I have to look that one up. But if you know, let me know. Please, um, like I said, believeatl66 at gmail.com, or you can go find us on Twitter or X, whichever name you prefer, at believeinatl66. And I still sometimes get asked the question, what does the 66 mean? That is the year the Braves and the Falcons came to Atlanta. 1966 is when Atlanta changed forever. And uh, be it for the good or bad, uh, we, we became uh, major sports fans. We became a major sports town with two professional franchises. It has not always been peaches and cream. But, hey, we're here. 
riding and dying with our teams constantly. And that's, you know, uh, I think, too, that's another thing. And I don't know if that has to do with, with whether or not players will come in, but it seems like a lot of people in Atlanta, if you ask them about the Atlanta Hawks, they could take them or leave them. They don't, I mean, of course there are Hawks fans because every time I go to, when I go to games these days, it's full. I mean, there's people in there, even during the weekdays, uh, the Hawks games sell, but there are that, a, a whole slew of Atlantans that just could care less. They really don't care if the Hawks packed up and left tomorrow, they, they would be indifferent. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. And it keeps getting whispered and I don't even know if it'll happen in the next three to five years, but NHL expansion. I know it was a, boy, it got hot there for a little while. I don't know if you guys remember that when all the articles were coming out and they were going to break ground on this big kind of, uh, kind of like the battery. It was going to be over in Alpharetta and, and have a, I think it was like 30,000 seats, 28,000, something like that. The arena for a, a hockey team and all kind of things to do around that area. That would be so very cool. I'm just surprised the NHL, if they have, would entertain giving Atlanta a third NHL franchise because maybe you don't know this. Before the Thrashers, we had the Atlanta Flames, who are now in Calgary. Uh, used to be a great sports bar in Atlanta, uh, the metro Atlanta area called TJ's, and a guy named Craig Ecclestone owned that bar, and he used to play for the Flames uh, back in the day. So now you can't blame Atlanta for losing the Thrashers. It was the the ownership group, the Atlanta Spirit ownership group, which also used to own the Hawks. Uh, man, what a shit show that was. Just a terrible, terrible, terrible ownership group. So much infighting and, and other bullshit. And, you know, they screwed us out of a hockey team. So they're actually now, uh, if you don't follow hockey, the Atlanta Thrashers are now the, the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Winnipeg got a team back. So... You know, such is life. I'd be nice to get hockey. But I think the answer to Mike, if, if you're asking me, can the Hawks ever become serious contenders? I think they can. I certainly think they can. We just got to we just gotta find the uh, the formula, the recipe. And, and my closing thoughts is, is Trey Young a part of that recipe? I think he is. I think he can be. Uh, I, I think he's a great athlete. I think he's a great basketball player. I think he's a great guy for the Hawks. I think he's a great guy for the city of Atlanta. He seems to really enjoy it here. He's raising a family here. He has two young children now. So big thing, Hawks can score. And I hope maybe at the trade deadline, and hey, drop it in the comments or, or, or go visit us on social media or our email. Who would you like to have? I would like to think the Hawks are going to address those issues with defense. And maybe maybe they come out second half. You know, after the trade deadline, uh, maybe they come out and just light it up and, uh, you know, we get some guys and uh, make a run because I think we're in the 10 spot now. But again, do we pose a serious threat to make a, a deep playoff run? No, not with this squad. We 100% don't. So anyway, guys, in accordance with my new shorter format, I'm going to get out of here and we're going to run. But our next episode, like I said, we are going to talk Hall of Fame. We're going to talk Dale Murphy. We're going to talk Andrew Jones. We're going to talk whether or not Max Freed is going to be an Atlanta Brave after this season. I don't think he is, but only time will tell and, and start warming them up. Get, get your arms ready, Atlanta fans. It's almost time for baseball. Work those arms. Maybe you can go down and uh, throw a couple of sessions. You know, you can walk on 
vie for a spot for the team. But until then, Atlanta, you have a good one out there. Enjoy this warm weather because we'll probably get slapped with some more cold uh, soon enough. But until next time, Atlanta fans, we sure love you and we sure need you. Good night.